There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Welcome to a Daily Tech News Show special. I am here to talk to Danielle Casignol, Industry Communications at CTA, the Consumer Technology Association that puts on CES. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's good to be on. So a very different uh, CES uh, this year, obviously, not one that when, when we, we spoke uh, with, with folks last year, we would have expected. Uh, but how big was it, given all the differences? What, how many exhibitors, how many people were involved? Yeah, so definitely a different year this year. You know, I'm I'm finding myself uh, missing Vegas and the excitement of the show, but it was still a really great year that we kind of had to build from the ground up and reimagine it. Um, this year, we're expecting over 150 attendees, 150,000 attendees, excuse me. Um, we had 1,900 exhibiting companies, over 100 hours of uh, conference sessions. Um, so a lot of great people who joined us and a lot of great announcements. I know I was feeling on day day zero, media day before media one, the, the announcements were coming fast and furious. Yeah, that that part felt familiar. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, my feet may may have felt a, a little springier than usual, but the but the announcements were coming uh, at about the same rate that they usually are. Um, right. You know what were what were some of the challenges of of taking a physical trade show and trying to make it entirely virtual? Yeah, I mean, this summer. We knew we needed to make the call, and obviously there was no choice, and that's certainly unfortunately held up to today that it needed to be all digital. But I think the biggest challenge was we couldn't just take an existing trade show, the existing CES setup, and and move it online and try to reimagine it purposely, intentionally, so that we can recreate some of those special parts of CES and make it, um, you know, as an enjoyable experience that still lends to all of the the information about the companies and the products and the, the great programming. So, you know, some of the 
good, I think, that came from that was, um, you know, besides less sore feet <laughs> or maybe shorter lines, um, you know, the accessibility of more people to join things like uh, closed captions and um, the ability for more people to to join uh, conveniently and safely from home. Um, the live anchor desk was a fun addition this year. I think, you know, especially with a totally new format, being able to guide people as a home base uh, to where they can get certain information or how to do certain things. I think the keynotes were still great. It felt like you were sitting in the auditorium watching those and um, the profile, the ability to make profiles and, and the platform that CES built with Microsoft, the goal was to create personalized experiences. Uh, the sort of the more information you gave about what you were interested in, the more the platform was able to uh, suggest the most relevant content for you. You know, we, we mentioned that the, the pace of the news uh, seemed about the same and, and that the, the keynotes uh, in some ways felt felt very familiar. Was there anything you were surprised didn't change by going virtual? It's um, a good question. You know, I that part of the pace of change, I mean, um, admittedly, you know, I listen to your all's program so that I can keep up with the, <laughs> the you know, even being inside of the, the organization, it's still hard for us to keep track of everything. And, you know, we have an internal team that's trying to track it and we're constantly on Twitter and listening to catch up. So, I mean, I, I still had trouble keeping up with everything yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of product announcements, which is a good problem to have. How have the exhibitors responded this year? I think the exhibitors have um, had great feedback so far that I've heard. Um, I I know that a little bit of that spontaneity is probably lost mm. from an attendee and exhibitor uh, standpoint. You really had to kind of be a, a little extra intentional to to find and discover new companies. You know, you have those ones you like to check in on every year. And so I, you know, when all this is said and done, I hope that intent attendees and, and exhibitors both were able to find each other and learn new, um, learn new things. You know, we, we always know Samsung will bring great announcements, right. Sony, the big ones, um, were connections able you know, did the the smaller startups and and companies there where they you know did they feel like they had they had new conversations and um, coverage? Do you think there is anything that happened this year that will change how CES will be done in the future when we're allowed to all go back and be together? Yeah, I think the the goal is absolutely to be back in Vegas in 2022 for CES and a lot of uh, good and familiar, you know, seeing your connections. Maybe it's the one time a year you see each other. And right. like I said, that spontaneous part and that energy of being in person. But I, you know, a lot of this digital format will be here to stay also to augment that experience. It, um I think that online access and accessibility has been very positive. Um, the on-demand content, you know, has been uh, way more than a CES has ever done before. So I think moving forward, uh, it will be a lot more digitally 
intertwined with the physical show. It does feel like there's an opportunity to expand the reach uh, of CES, uh, both both for attendees and exhibitors, uh, as well as the general public, uh, by taking some of the things that we were forced to do this year and say, okay, let's let's keep the stuff that was good uh, that we didn't, you know, that that was a and, and and combine it to the things that we know are good about being in person. Right. Yeah, especially that international piece, you know, it it's not easy to travel across the world for for an event like that. And, um, you know, if for whatever reason you're not able to attend, giving that accessibility on demand, different time zones, different captioning and accessibility um, is definitely a part we want to be able to retain. You know, this isn't CES specific, but just a passing thought. I wonder if at some point this makes it possible to have conventions not just be in one location. Uh, and I don't even just mean the LVCC. I mean, I mean could you have a convention uh, using all of this in multiple places in the world so that everybody in the world can get to it because it's easier to get to? Right. It's certainly a challenge with the time zones. Yeah, and- yeah. Um, I know I always would see walking through the halls of LVCC somebody, you know, a, taking a quick nap oh, yeah. while their their phone charges, you know, or laid out across a um, a chair. And I felt for them. So hopefully, you know, some of I, I like that idea of sort of concurrent being able to happen internationally. Yeah, maybe a rolling 24-hour conference that just it just never literally never stops. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to think about and I don't think anyone knows what will come out of of this sort of grand experiment uh that that we were all uh, made to play into. Uh, but like you said, in, in, in a lot of ways, this was a very familiar CES. When we talked uh, to folks last year, it was all about, you know, the new convention center uh, of, of capabilities and, and, and changing some of the halls around. Uh, so fingers crossed, knock on wood, uh, that, you know, everything is great and we're, we're all back together in Las Vegas in 2022. What can we expect from CES then? From what can we expect from CES 2022 or? Yeah, yeah. What, what's, it, yeah. what's going to be new and, and different next year? Yeah, I, I feel like there will be this renewed sense. You know, we all kind of like to gripe about the, the taxi lines mm. and, and maybe Vegas if that's not your scene or, you know, whatever it might be. <laughs> I know I, for one, have been there and will be <laughs> So happy to be back and just that energy of seeing everybody in person again and walking through the halls and seeing everything. Uh, so hopefully there's, you know, a renewed sense of energy next year. And then I know the LVCC has expanded last year. I know a lot of my my other colleagues are really plugged in there, but it, I, I think it's going to be physically a lot different because of how they've able to expanded the halls and some new and great updated areas. So I think it'll be fresh. I think we'll be ready to, to come back and it'll be a pretty new experience. Well, I'm looking forward to it and hopefully I will see you at CES in 2022. Yes. Yes. Uh, Danielle, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Appreciate you taking the time to talk. Thank you so much. If folks, if you want all of our coverage of, of CES, uh, go to dailytechnewsshow.com if you're not there already, uh, where you can listen to episodes, read up on the show notes, and subscribe. We'll talk to you soon. 
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.